The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, it's blustery outside. It is blustery outside. we've got the fireplace on. Yes. And it makes me think of many things like scotch or whiskeys or something else, right? Right. And so I made a B&B today, which is very simple. It's just equal parts of Benedictine and brandy. Two of my favorite flavors. Yeah. And I don't know if we've had this in the past. Like we've done so many podcasts and so many drinks, I'm starting to forget. However, if we've tried this, we might have tried this not with ice the last right. time. And this time we put an ice ball in because you can have it either way. Yeah, I like my drinks a little cooled. Yeah. And I think this one will get better because the brandy is thinner in viscosity than the Benedictine. Yes. And the Benedictine tends to coat your tongue. That's why you get all the flavors. It smells beautiful. Oh, wow. It's got a very vanilla wow. flavor. Well, that's the brandy. Mm. But I, I smell the Benedictine too. It's lovely. Danger. It's a really beautiful drink. That's easy to drink. So easy. That's really easy to drink. Too easy. You know what that drink, I don't know why this reminds me of it, but it reminds me of the kind of drink that's just enough alcohol, just enough sweetness, like the days you write. You just yeah. have a little glass of that there beside you for inspiration while you're writing. You yeah. take a little slug every once in a while and you keep writing. I just think that's kind of one of those drinks that are like that. This is a drink that is so smooth. It occurs to me that... Oh, my tongue's gleeking. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It occurs to me that this drink on its own could serve as an, like an aperitif mm. or an after-dinner drink. A digestif, yeah. Because I do think it's dessertish mm -hmm. and finishes the night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. God, the smell is amazing. Mm -hmm. Got really good legs. Look at your glass. It's a beautiful drink. It's just so simple. It's so simple, but it takes the best of two great liquors that we enjoy. I mean, brandy itself is Fabulous, wonderful. Right. I love having brandy, and I love cognacs and those kinds of things. And then you add the Benedictine to it, and it's amazing. Well, See, I think we, that's what we could make in the future, a B and C, Benedictine and cognac. That's interesting. You know. Yeah, I just think Benedictine is the absolute magic elixir. It's incredible. I'm really going to try it with almost every alcohol because I think there's a way it changes that, which with the right mixers, you could really create some fantastic drinks. Yeah, it's literally batting a thousand. We haven't had a drink with Benedictine in it 
mm-hmm. where we've thought, oh, this drink isn't that interesting. And we've had Benedictine straight and thought, yeah. this is amazing. On its own, like it's, it's crazy amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, everything about it is incredible. This drink is a classic drink. It's been around forever. Oh, yeah. They talk about people having B&Bs like in the bars during the war yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why. Hemingway. Yeah. Yep. I can see why it's lovely. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Chapter five. Chapter five. Cool it's a good chapter. I liked it a lot. I liked the attention to detail of, you know, just picking grapes. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, just the detail of how to discern when the grapes ready to be picked. Right. But even like Elodie's reaction to seeing Kay coming up the road. On her bicycle. And just, she's really like, she's torn because she recognizes Kay as a tourist and a visitor. And this is just nothing you get involved with. Right. And so part of her brain's like, so this is just like a one night stand kind of thing. Possibility. That's what she's kind of saying. But then she's like, it's bothering her because she sees there's more things about Kay that she likes versus just, I'm going to do somebody. It wasn't like the women at the spa. It was a different situation. And she's finding delight in the way Kay moves and the way Kay's eyes look and the way she laughs. Yeah, and well, she's deeply moved by Kate. Yeah, but by the simplest things. Well, that's right. I mean, it's the way. Versus I think, it's just, the way, it's just the way, attraction. Yeah, it's the way I think about you, right? I'm like impacted. <laughs> I'm impacted by you in ways that are really tiny. Right. 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 Little things. Right. Right. And she's impacted by Kay in that same way. Like, yes. Like she notices the fleck of hazel in her eyes. I know. She notices Isn't that, that crazy? Right? She notices the way she caresses a grape. She notices the way her sundress brushes against her leg and she feels warmth in and her And how touch. the sun affected her. Yeah, like all of it. Like right? all of it. So she's all over Kay in a way that is surprising to her because this is and a woman. And she's having to resist well, like she wants to reach out and like rub her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you have to get like this is a woman who hasn't let anybody get close to her. And can really in her community she can go wherever sleep with anyone yeah. she wanted, basically. Yeah. But that's not the driving force you hear her talking about. Like she talked totally different in the earlier chapters about the spa yeah. interlude. Yeah. Right? Completely different than what she's noticing about Kay as a whole creature. Well, her tummy's turning knots. Yeah, she's got butterflies. She's, she's infatuated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's infatuated. And it's told in a way that is really lovely because they're in the vineyard. They're talking about It's grapes. romantic. I'll just it's say it. It's romantic. romantic. Yeah. They're in the Loire Valley, you know. There's, she's showing her the 12th century chateau. Yeah. And just they're reminiscing about a, some alignment, which that was another thing. There was yeah. this alignment that they were having on this history moment yeah. about the architecture. And they were kind of going back and forth a little bit. Right. And that's amazing because I get people have attraction. We've talked on a recent pod about attraction and I get that, but there's something more here because she's understanding. It's not just a pretty face. She's understanding there's alignment there. Like they, they can actually talk about things in common. And she's also impressed by her in a way because she's boating. She's not like staying in a hotel, you know. 
Right. And I think Kay got kind of stereotypical on her when Kay got up or something and ripped seam of her dress. Right. And Kay's like, I'm, you know, basically I'm useless. I can't right. sew. And Elodie offers and Kay made some assumptions because I'm obviously Kay understands that Elodie's gay and vice versa. They understand there's, there's some tension. You think so? Yeah, I think there, yes. I think there's tension there. That's why I think that was written like that because okay. my thinking was she stereotypically put Elodie as a, I don't want to use the word butch, but like more of a, of a dominant role personality and made the assumption like, well, you can sew, like, how could you sew? And it's like, that's like saying to any guy too, saying, well, you can sew, like, how could you sew? Right. You know, that's the same kind of thing um, that she was kind of, I thought that was a very interesting thing to put in there because there was a little bit of them stepping on each other's toes on roles. Yeah. Although I did notice that Elodie reminisced about her initial love interest in the lake. At she the was start. comparing Kate. Well, she saw in her eyes the same eyes as her original love interest. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. and so, you know, there's something about Kay that captures her that goes beyond just being attractive. She's also got that's this other part of her soul that's wrapped up in her initial yep. experience as a lesbian, right? Well, so. and I think Kay recoiled a couple times when and Elodie thought she basically messed up completely by reaching out and well, she touched, moving or moving some sunscreen that she had left on her nose yeah. or touch her arm. She, she kept blasting herself about, Oh my God, I'm ruining it. Right. But the reality is this is why I know Kay understands okay. that she's gay is because Kay's recoiling because her old partner was the dominant and her old partner. She's just oh, got, right. she's got a, got a shell. She talked about, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to lead people down the wrong path, but I thought when we first started the book, her partner and her had separated ways because there was an abusive relationship going yes. on there. Yes. And I could relate to that. And I was like, yes, I get it. So she's a little gun shy. So I think she's a little jumpy. She's a little jumpy. Okay. And I think that comes from her sensing Elodie's dominance. Okay. And sensing, and she just left that partner, I mean, really, weeks ago. We talked about there's been a, there's a difference between being dominant and domineering. Correct, correct. And so this is something that maybe and she And Elodie doesn't seem domineering at all. No. She's just dominant. But I think Kay feels the attraction, you can yeah, tell. Yeah, Although this is mostly, this chapter was mostly Elodie's reaction. But, mm. but Kay's mannerisms are showing she's interested sure. and open. But she's a little gun shy. You can see that she's gun shy. Yeah. And so, you know, Kay gets a tutorial on how to select grapes and how to participate in the experience. Roll the grape in her fingers. And which I think is, for me as a sommelier, it's fascinating. Yeah. I think this couldn't be written better. That's right. But it's really in the context of Elodie explaining to Kay that she's a volunteer. She gets to do whatever she wants. Mm -hmm contribute as much as she wants or doesn't. Lots of help. And, in you, the, and, in and the... you kind of get the picture like the experience of picking grapes for harvest is that's a community affair. I, I, People yes. contribute, you know, they mm-hmm. participate. And this is a kind of a tourist activity, but Kay's commitment as a tourist is a very high level of commitment. She wants to do she, the right thing. Yeah. Elodie could recognize that right away that she's going to give the highest care. Yeah. To the she point, may not be a fast picker, but right. she may be a very... Thoughtful picker. Yeah. Yeah. And and to the point that she caresses grapes like they're a small bird. I mean, she's <laughs> she's very she's very thoughtful. 
And so Elodie's loving on Kay. She's loving the way she makes her feel. She's loving the intensity that she brings to the mm-hmm. experience. She's loving her like quirky English ways that well, aren't and El- French. And uh, Kay has already made remarks to her friend in London yeah. that she picked this vineyard because she loves their wine. Yeah. So you can see her taking great care in how she picks because she wants to be a contributor. She's contributing to this product. This is something for her to be fascinated. And I think we will see, I think there was some foreshadowing here. Obviously we know that they're going to get together at some point, but the idea is the foreshadowing I thought that was released here in this chapter was about the architecture thing. Like they might go and view other buildings. I have this feeling because she said, well, she, they asked each other, well, have you, were you into this in mm-hmm. history? And she goes, nah, it was something I did, but you know how people grow out of things. I think that's going to come back. We're going to have something, who knows, maybe they'll well, be it, having sex in some kind of castle someplace. Well, I, I, no, I, I think the sex is going to be in the cellar. Because, <laughs> and here's, here's why. Because you got to, to learn about the, the outbuildings of the chateau. Yes, and one of, did. one of them was the cellar. And so yes. and I think, if I remember correctly, I can't remember which building, but I think Elodie lives in one of those She buildings. lives in the barn. In the barn, right. In the barn. Right. So she lives Which in the she barn. she was embarrassed. She purposely chose not to say that. I don't, think she, I don't that, think she was embarrassed. Well, I think, she didn't tell Kate. She said purposely she didn't want to well, go about, through the labor of having to explain why she right. lives in the barn versus but I the chateau. That, I don't think that comes from a place of embarrassment. I think it's just from, just like... She's tired of having to say well, that over if you, again. And if you, expl- if you listen to how it was explained by the author, they, she talks about going in the chateau, and the reason it bothers her is she's rattling around in rooms. Yeah. But this is the specifics that I got, because she's very lonely. Yeah. She's rattling around alone. Yeah. It's not like there's other movement and sounds going on. Sure. So I can see why her, she wanted to convert a smaller space into her living quarters. Yeah. Because she's alone, but but that's again another foreshadowing of yeah. what she needs is another person in her life. It's true. And yes, Kay's here, and Kay's here <laughs> to save the day. <laughs> that's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers.